When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast. Hope you're all good. Hope you're all well. We are running this throughout the summer because we got a lot of good, positive comments last time out saying they're glad or you're glad to see it running throughout the summer. And we will be running throughout the summer once a week, every week until the Premier League season starts. And then we will be back to probably twice a week considering Champions League football and all the competitions we're going to be in next season. The prediction table will be up and running. But that prediction table has a little bit of a twist on it this season. Mr. Lee Judges had a had a had a good thought prior to this show with the fixtures coming out tomorrow morning. He said maybe we predict the 10 opening fixtures of game week one, and those points go towards the start of the prediction table next season. So come the end of this show, people, we will be predicting what we think or believe the opening 10 fixtures of game week one will be. We'll get one point for a correct fixture, three points for correct fixture, including the home and away team. We'll do that towards the end of the show. You can give us yours in the comment section below, so take part as well. And we will be live on AFTV right here tomorrow morning to break the opening fixtures and get your thoughts. I think James will be running that, so make sure you're there. Put the notification bell on, make sure you're subscribed, and you'll see it all, people. Jordan, Lee, James, how's it going, man? It feels like it's been a long time. Yeah. yeah, very good, very good. Like, you know, uh, all on parade, are we? Are we all on parade? That's what I like to know, like, you know, <laughs> are we all on parade? What do you mean, Lee? Enlighten us. I I just feel like the word parade just keeps coming into my head, like, you know, um, because a certain team had a parade a couple of weeks. Was it a week ago now, like, you know, and um, it wasn't Arsenal, put it that way. They never had a parade. <laughs> you're, not, you're not talking about the Man City treble one, are you? No, I'm not talking about that one, no. No, no, so what, what other parades were going on then? Um, hmm. Jordan, hmm. can you help? Well, I was at the Man City parade actually, I was there too. I think you're referring to the West Ham parade last week. He goes on more parades than he does games, it's a joke, mate. It's an absolute joke. Have you seen, have you seen that meme of the FIFA fans? <laughs> The fans on FIFA who are wearing the Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool and Arsenal kit. Right? <laughs> the Chelsea kit. Jordan, you're a disgrace. Well, so, 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 so first of all, it's my job. I've got to pay oh. rent. It's my job. I was at the West Ham parade. They invited me down. I did a thing for Channel 4 News where I worked. You know, it's a big day for the for West Ham. You know, small clubs win a big trophy. That's, that's a big day for them. That's a new story. So I was there with Declan, Deck, your mate Deck. You know, Mickey Liam. Antonio, Big Moisey, you know what I mean? Mixing it up. You know, <laughs> hey, he's, he's, he's naming all of them. There ain't no he who will, he won't name uh, West Ham. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no shame, is he Turkish? Devin let me down. Name. Devin let me down, that's why. I had, a, I had a good day. I was on the bus. No, 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 I was on the bus. That's a lie. I was on the balcony of the town hall. He was on the trophy. <laughs> Irons, <laughs> Irons. I was as well. I was. I got. Oh, I, 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 and do you know what? 
they loved it that we messed it up and all that, you know, singing the song, you know, and, and having a party they were. And there he is, Jack. Uh, there he is. He's, he's, Lee. He's got drinking champagne out of their cup like this. So Lee. I'll tell you what. Like. Listen, Lee, I've got no love for West Ham at all, but I'm not going to lie. I was one of, That day, I was one of them. I loved it. It was a really good party. It was good fun. Jo now, Jordan, there for work. There for work. There's only one team in London. Yeah. I was what? singing. I, I'm shameless. It was bad. It was really bad. Even I had to catch myself and be like, hang on a minute. This is, this is not a good look. But I'll contrast that with the Man City parade on Sunday, which was absolutely, was complete opposite. It was a, a it was an S show. You, you know the word. It was... um. They had around, what well, they say, 200,000 fans on the streets um, for their parade, which feels like a lot of people, and it did rain, to be fair, but so what? Good. I was... Yeah, I was glad it rained on their parade. <laughs> well, I used that line in my, in my live as well, Lee. Yeah, 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 you're on it, you're on it. I was uh, in Liverpool working the day after they beat Spurs in the Champions League final. There was a reported one million people on the streets of Liverpool the day after what they beat Spurs. Now, that could be slightly exaggerated, but up to a million people. 200,000 for a treble seems really low. And I thought to myself, if Arsenal won the title this season, there'd be a million people at Inneslinton, surely. Yeah, 100%. There'd be, there'd be, there, and I just thought to myself, this is, it's, it was rammed. 200,000 people is a lot of people. But for a treble? Really? Careful. Can, can, can I ask a question oh. on this? Does it really matter? Because I know there's a lot of banter online about, you know, your fan Probably base, not. you haven't Probably got not. fans, but surely that's understandable considering where City have come from. This ain't me defending them. This is just me saying, does it really matter? Do you think they care that other, other fans are saying they don't have the fan base we do? Because over the years, especially during our decline, one thing that Arsenal fans or some Arsenal fans, you know, were hanging on to were the size of the club and, and the support of the club. But Surely you want to be winning the major runners. Surely you want to become. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably right. Maybe they, they they probably don't care. So maybe in the grand scheme of things, it's not really that important. But it just really emphasised. I've got friends that were at the final as well in Istanbul working out there saying, you know, there were a lot of Man City fans out there. But if this was United or if this was Liverpool or if this was Arsenal, it would be three times amount. But yeah, I mean, that's something that we can talk about amongst ourselves. They probably don't give a damn. But... I just thought 200,000 for a treble. For a treble. That's, the, I, I don't know. I don't know. They, they definitely, Turkish right. They definitely don't care. I do think, though, like it's now sparked conversations about whether they're a bigger club than Arsenal <clears> and stuff. And I think things like size of fan base and your reach worldwide matters. And I just think one Champions, one Champions League that I would love <laughs> and a treble is unbelievable. It doesn't make them a bigger club than Arsenal for me. They're not. They're not. Um, uh, but, but like I will say, genuinely, because any City fan who watches this, and we do have fans from other clubs watch this, and thank you to them, uh, for the sake of not being salty, I will say congratulations to them on the treble. It's an unbelievable achievement. Um, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's, and, and actually, they were getting better as the season went on, as it mattered yeah. most. And, yeah. and, like fair play to them because I remember watching Hugh on Big Six and he kept saying, We're just hanging in there. We're just hanging there. Arsenal were five or eight points clear and City went at their best. We're hanging in there and then we'll click. And they did. And that's a that's a that's a fan base that know their team and know their manager and know what they can expect out of them. And then they went and kicked on even further than that. Um so they've had a very special season. Um Hence why we need Declan Rice for 100 million. Mm -hmm. well, just before we get to Rice in a second, I did ask the City fans when I was there, you know, as City fans winning the treble, what next? So after winning the treble, where, where do you go? Where's the expectation? What's the standard for next season? They all said just trying to retain the trophies, which is a logical answer. But I wonder if players, when you've reached a treble, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Pep Guardiola makes changes to that squad yeah, yeah. just to keep things... Good night to be off. Bernardo's reportedly leaving Laporte. That's three big players. I know Laporte's not been a regular. Yeah. But that's yeah. hard yeah. to replace. Mm. Pep Pep's mentioned that in the past as well. Anyway, regardless of treble, he says you have to keep the the, the squad fresh. You have to mm. you have to sell players. You have to bring in players to to keep the players motivated at the highest level is a very difficult thing to do. So you're right. I mean, a treble is is, is essentially completing what you <laughs> need to complete in England, bar the invincibles. And I, I don't want to ask. Let me ask Jordan first because he's the most. Negative, go on, just, just no, I wouldn't it. call it negative because I, I, I don't like the way people called me negative over the years. I don't think it's negative, I think maybe 
pessimistic is probably a better word for it. But does does Man City, uh, Man City's treble mean the Invincibles has become a bit more special because we're the only team that have done that, or no? I I think to go a season unbeaten is uh, a special and huge achievement. However, I do think the Arsenal fan base, many on our platform, overreg it. I don't think it's as big as a lot of our fan base make it out to be. I think if you win every game, if you, if you win every all 38 games, that is something to be like, okay, to go undefeated is not a joke. And I don't think it'll ever be done again. So in that sense, it's something quite unique. But I do think a lot of Arsenal fans hang on to it more than they probably should. Give, if you're asking me would I rather treble or, under, or, or Invincibles, give me a treble. I'm sorry. I'm taking a treble. Yeah. Taking a treble. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, but for banter's sake, I'm not swapping the Invincibles for nothing. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. I, I think that I think with the Invincibles, I think what people don't realise how difficult it is to do that. You know, what I mean, it is difficult to to win the treble. And and if you'd ask me sincerely, would you want the, the Invincible record or or a treble? I'd prefer a treble because you want it's all about winning trophies. But what gives gives me a little bit of the ump about it when they that people try and dismiss it a little bit by going, oh, you only drew these many games and whatever. Yeah. Don't forget when Arsenal were playing there, they're protecting that unbeaten run, you know. If you um, say, for instance, 10 minutes to go from the end and it's 1-1, why risk it? Why, why, why? Um, you know, I think there were games like when we just protected that uh, unbeaten runs, particularly towards the end. Um, and we didn't go, we didn't go silly. And, and I think that for me, it, I think if one team could do it, Manchester City probably could. I really do think that they because they've got a squad to do it. But it's such an achievement to go unbeaten. I, I, I think that when when people try and dismiss it, and it does infuriate me when people turn around and start saying, "Oh, we're we're not Manchester City are now a bigger club because they've won that won the European Trophy and all that." Do you know what? No one questions Aston Villa being bigger than Tottenham or, or, or whatever, like, you know what I mean? Because they've got one um, European trophy. And when I look at the European trophy, like all, all things, um, Manchester United, when they won the treble, they had a huge slice of luck in that. And, and oh, Manchester yeah. City against um, uh, Inter, you know, Lukaku should score there. It's you need a little bit of luck in, in all competitions. Same with the Invincibles. Um, so for me, I don't, I don't think that we should uh, big it up to be as big as a treble or whatever. But I don't like it when teams try to demean it, demean it as well, like when it, when they shouldn't like. You know, it, it's an achievement that I've never seen in my lifetime, never seen it again. Um, and when you look at the teams like Chelsea, they go on about hundred points, which is fantastic. You know, all the money that they spent, all these money that Manchester City and Chelsea have spent, they've not gone invincible. Yeah, especially. Nice. Yeah, I think so. Who's won more titles out of Tottenham and Village that have interest? Maybe you don't know this, but I'm going to Google it. I wonder who's won more leagues out of Spurs and Villa. I think Villa have won one, one, three, maybe. Definitely, definitely one, one seven FA Cups or, or whatever. They're, they're a big side, Aston Villa. Well, this Never is why I just saw Tottenham. Sorry, Lee. Sorry, mate. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm just like, you know, I mean, it's bit, they've, they've won more trophies. I think they've won more trophies in Tottenham, not, uh, you know. Um, but they're not ever conceived, never ever looked at as a big club. Yeah, they've won, seven, they've won seven leagues to Tottenham's two. Villa are a bigger go. club than Spurs. Villa oh, are a bigger club than Spurs. I'm sorry, <laughs> are they a big club than Spurs? Because when you where everybody says it's Tottenham, but there you go, they've won a European trophy and won more leagues than them. But Tottenham are all never questioned, it's never questioned. Tottenham are in the big six, never questioned. But as soon as Arsenal saying happens with Arsenal. Oh, man, City are a bigger club now. Chelsea are a bigger club because they've won trophies and all that. Like, well, why don't why don't they start mentioning Villa are a bigger club than 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 Tottenham or or whatever than these teams? But it, it just seems to be a little bit of a dig at Arsenal all the time. Like, yeah, you know, but we're like, easy. We know that. We know we're an easy target for yeah winding yeah, up our are. fan base and and whatever. I did want to ask: Were you guys happy for West Ham? I was conflicted. I've got mates that support West Ham. I was happy for them because I, yeah. the way I look at it is, you know, outside looking in, imagine supporting a team that doesn't win much, doesn't, you know, well, and Arsenal haven't won much since moving into the Emirates ourselves. But 
in terms of West Ham, I'm I'm happy for my mates. I'm, yeah. I'm happy for for Declan Rice. I'm I'm happy for even Moyes. I think you know it it was a good a good love story in the end in a season where it looked like they could potentially go down. A lot of fans were upset with the manager to end it the way they ended it. I mean, good on them. That's how I, that's how I feel. Yeah, that's where I am. I'm slightly I'm slightly even more so in the camp of. I actually think I probably wanted them to win that final, not just kind of, yeah, if they win, I'm happy. I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but I'm just, I kind of, I know a lot of West Ham fans, um, really good people, all of them. And David Moyes, kind of, I just think the career he's had, he, he deserves a trophy to reflect it. Declan Rice, what a story that is, as you mentioned, as captain lifting that trophy, having come from the academy. Um, and I just thought, like, good on them, um, which is why in a bit, when we talk about Rice, I'm going to ask why... West Ham fans really hate the idea of yeah, coming to us. Because uh, I'm thinking, I was happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what, Joe? That's, really that's a great point because I've, I've been watching, you know, I've been on holiday and all that. You watch a little bit more online and all that. I've been a little bit annoyed by them, right? you know, how, how disrespectful they've been to Arsenal. I'll tell you a couple of reasons why. Um, I, I get the rivalry but when, you, when you're playing them and things like that. I wanted West Ham to win it. And I'll tell you why I wanted West Ham to win it. Because I've got, like, we all have friends that support West Ham and all that. have been goaded absolutely rinsed for many a year from Tottenham Hotspur fans saying, oh, you've not won a trophy and everything like that, like, you know. So, yeah. for me, I, so my West Ham mates, when I said, now give it back to them, like, we're all guns back blazing, well done, and I was very, very pleased with that. And I, I did want them to win. I'm going to be really honest, I was in a bar, uh, a few West Ham and that, when West Ham got the goal, I didn't cheer and go mad, but I was pleased for them, like, you know. I, I didn't want Manchester City to win uh, on... Um, on on Saturday, I, I'll be honest. No, neither I wanted him, but, but I did want I did want um, West Ham to to win that. And then they've been a bit nasty afterwards, saying you know, ah, um, oh, why does Declan Rice want to go to take should stay at West Ham? Um, uh, we've won a trophy, we had a better season. You've not had a better season than Arsenal because let's basically say it. I, I, look, fair play to them and all that. They won that. Like it's a competition that no one wanted to be in, or no one does want to be in. Like you know what I mean. And at the end of the day. West Ham um, have done fantastically well. And I think raised the profile of, of that competition. I will have to say that. But let's, you know, like at the end of the, the end of it, if you're getting it, if Arsenal were to get in the conference league, it would be a failure in the, as far as the league season was concerned. I am. Um, got sorry, Leo. No, and, and, and just like, you know what I mean? I, I do, you know, talking about Spurs, I know a lot of Spurs fans that were glad that they weren't in that competition, like, you know. So, um, I don't know if that's a snobbery thing or whatever, but there you go. I um, I, I don't think this isn't a job, this isn't a, a jab at Tottenham fans. It blatantly is. I, I, I think if you're not winning trophies, you know, I, I don't think it should be totally um, laughed at, something like the Conference League. What I would say, though, is... I did a video that went out on my channel. There we go. Look at me promoting my channel. Good um, go check out Better Call Shiroi. Um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I, and I was, uh, it literally came out this morning. I was rating the trophies and I said, I think the Conference League is probably slightly bigger than the Carabao Cup. But if you were asking me as an Arsenal fan, which I'd rather win, I'd rather win the Carabao Cup. Because if you told me in two years' time we win the Conference League, my brain would go, what's gone wrong? <laughs> Why yeah. are we in the conference? Yeah, that's yeah. a fantastic um, point. So, so I do think the European prestige and the tro and and I actually I like that competition. Fair play, like it, and I think it is great in a certain way. But but I wouldn't want Arsenal anywhere near it. But I, I would hope that's taken by West Ham fans with no offense, because surely you know it's <clears throat> kind of implied yeah. that we're now we're in the Champions League. We we want to stay in that area. I oh, didn't. Van, Van Jordan. So I, I didn't want West Ham to win, win the game. I didn't want them to win it just because I don't want any other English team to do well because I'm I'm just petty. So I didn't want them to win. However, once they had won it, there was a little bit, I think James said, there was a little bit of me that was like, ah, fair play. You know, David Moyes, someone that I've battered and don't particularly rate, 20 years managing and he's had some tough times. Huh? I did, actually. I did, I did, I did. Yeah, nice guy, nice guy, nice guy. Um, I, I, a little bit of me was like, yeah, okay, fair play, fair play to them. So um, there is that. I found the whole debate around West Ham versus Arsenal season, who's had a better one, kind of mildly interesting as well, because mm. it comes to the whole, 
you know, what is sport about. Sport's about lifting trophies. They lifted a trophy, a European trophy, albeit a third-tier one, um, which I got a lot of flack for, for mentioning in my live on news as well. Um, but it's a fact, it's, a, it's the third-tier European trophy versus a team going for a title but finishing second. I, I, I found different perspectives, you know, I think vaguely interesting on that one, that debate. Yeah, I think I think when you win a trophy, it definitely becomes a more memorable season for the fan base that's winning the trophy. Better season, there's so many different factors to it. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think winning the trophy um, shows trajectory, for example. And you can include Man United and the Carabao Cup in that in that conversation as well. You you can win a trophy in isolation; it's a memorable season because of that trophy. But when you look back at maybe Arsenal season this season, it might have been or it might be the start of something special where we look back at this season and say that's where it all began. And then we win major honours in the next few years. So, more memorable season, yes, because you win a trophy. Better season. Listen, I'm not here to debate. I I, I, I don't really yeah. want to partake in a debate about whether Arsenal finishing second is a better season than United winning the Carabao Cup or West Ham winning the Conference League. At the end of the day, I'm still gutted that we we let it slip at the end of the season and watching Man City pick up the treble. Lee? Yeah. Yeah. I, my personal thing is, right, I I know what everybody's saying. I enjoyed this season, right, more than when we won the FA Cup. I know we had the special day of the FA Cup and we were brilliant winning and all that, but I've enjoyed this season much, much more because there was games like when we won in the FA Cup that were meanless in the league. You know what I mean? Like you just go in there going, oh, I hope you win and whatever. It was six games or five games to get to, to win it and all that. I've had a much more memorable or enjoyable season, shall I say, Watching Arsenal this season, the nerves going to, to every single game up until the last couple. I didn't have that when we was winning the FA Cup. Uh, yeah. I, I had it for those four or five games in the FA Cup, the semi-finals were fantastic, brilliant days. Don't get me wrong, but that was scattered over nine months of football. You know, I've had nine months of real, you know, eight and a half months of really enjoying watching the Arsenal this season. Yeah, eight. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, eight. But what year did what year did Tottenham win the League Cup? Was it? Oh, jeez, two thousand seven, eight, oh seven, eight. I think. Yeah, they're not a big club, man. Of course, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not entering into that debate because I, I agree. <laughs> I agree with you there. But listen, let's let's keep it moving because we've got some we've got some um, stories to pick up on and, and discuss. Mm. I wasn't going to start with this, but since we've mentioned West Ham, I think it's only right to go to Rice. And I know James on a video the other day, but. I will offer my opinion on this Twitter stuff. I, I hate Twitter during the transfer window. I absolutely yeah. hate it because I can't I make sense of it. I mean, the latest being Arsenal agree fee for Declan Rice, but no bid has been made. If you've agreed a fee, surely the next thing is the bid. Oh, you want this much? Oh, yeah, yeah, we can offer you this much. Here you go. What, what's, what's the in-between? What's the... Why is, why is one... A fee being agreed and two, a bid not being made. I just don't understand it, James. Maybe you can highlight. highlight. Yeah, I, I'll try and examine and, and in that breaking news bid that went out on AFTV the other day, I tried to because I'm only guessing, right? Obviously, I've never been a part of transfer negotiations as much as I've tried to replace Lee with Sheroy. Um, oh, wow. so basically, I think, I think there's two ways to approach a transfer, and you can literally look at our two biggest kind of sagas. One was successful, or, or looks to be successful, the other isn't, and that's Rice and Caicedo. With Caicedo, I think it was a case of Brighton aren't really interested with throwing bids in the hope that they basically come to the table and accept something, and then you build from there. Whereas I think the Rice deal has been approached from a sense of all the way back in January. Um, and we remember Cecil putting in the WhatsApp group Turkish all the way back in January. Yeah. Arsenal are signing Declan Rice, apparently. We were like, oh, okay, that's okay. Um, and I think Arsenal have been working ever since then to come to a, an agreement on everything. And then ultimately, whatever bid they lodge will be accepted. So I think I think that's what they mean by it. It's not... 
it's not like on football manager where you always start with the bid and then you know in the game then things happen um Whereas I think Caicedo was very much just try to bring them to the table by showing them we're serious with 70 million pound bids. Um, so I think that's the slight difference, but I'm only guessing. I don't really know how it works. Nor do I, mate. It's changed now, isn't yeah. it? The, the, the transfers have changed where years ago you was, you know, even in non-league football, you weren't allowed to t- talk to players under yeah. contract. You know what I mean? You had to get permission for them from the club first, first and foremost. So, Basically, what was what would do is you the club would come and ask for permission. Brilliant! Oh, yeah, nice, no, good point, good point. Bit of pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Well, is well, this so, yeah, so you I made think a great point, made... That's what happened. That was fantastically. Thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah, sure. The best appearance. No, whatever, oh, yeah, everything did. went blank. What do you think, Jordan? <laughs> I thought that was great. I thought that was a great point. Yeah, great thoughts on rice. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Lee. So, Go on, I, um, so I, I think, right, that um, did you get that what I actually said or not? Or did, no. Like, <laughs> what I'm is that, like, years ago, you used to have to get permission from the club before yeah. you could even talk to a player like that. You know? But nowadays, because of social media and everything out, that all gets out. So what they, you know, they want to do is make sure the player wants to come before they make a bid now. So it's all sort of spoke before and everything like that, you know, like tapping up. Do you remember Ashley Cole got tapped up, didn't he? Yeah. For, for Chelsea, like, you know, you don't see that no more. Like, I hear players like, and it, it does happen now, doesn't it? Like, oh, um, a player's agreed terms, but now just got to sort out a fee. That would never have happened years ago. You'd have to sort out the fee before that's, you could That's why I don't believe it, Lee. Because so, I, don't think the, I don't think the rules have changed. I mean, the most recent big example off the top of my head I can think of is Van Dyke, Southampton. That summer they was meant to get him and and Southampton came out and said, no, 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 you can't speak to our player without talking to us first. And then Liverpool had to wait about six months for the January window before making their move. Was it January, Van Dijk? Yeah, yeah, it went in January, yeah. yeah. I don't think the rules have changed. So all of this deal agreed between, you know, the player and the club. I just look at it and think, it really? Surely this is illegal in football because that's what I'm just used to. You can't talk to the yeah. player without... But, but obviously they had because he went in January. Yeah. They you know, have. it does go on, like, you know what I mean? It, 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 it does go on, you know, but, you know, it, sh- it, it shouldn't go on. But I, I think that what Arsenal, you know, when you look, when you look at the Caicedo one, you have to think of it. Arsenal put, put in bids, right? Why did they put those bids in? Because the players wanted to come. So they must have had some sort of, yeah, conversations yeah. Inkling, where yeah. I want to come, where he didn't want to go to Chelsea. You know, when Chelsea put him busy, he didn't put in no transfer requests. As soon as Arsenal did, he did. So there must have been conversations. Clubs can give permission. So we heard David Sullivan on Talk Sports saying, we have a gentleman's agreement with Declan Rice. If a Champions League club offer big money, we would honour, you know, the agreement that he would go because he didn't sign a new contract under yeah. those terms, blah, blah, blah. He saved himself something like £10 million in yeah. wages by not being on that contract the last 18 months or something. So there's every chance that West Ham said to Arsenal, you can talk to him. You can talk to him, agree what you need, and then come to us at the end. And this is one of the things that gets a little laughed at, but... I think the fact that Arsenal have approached it clearly in a way that West Ham are happy with, I think has done us a favour in getting this deal done too. You know, sometimes I think people think, oh, what a load of nonsense waiting till after the Conference League and all that. But that was a really big moment for West Ham. And I think, choking apart, it might have actually done us some good that Edu and Arsenal went, have your final, cool. things are cool with us and the player, we'll sit at the table after all that. I think these little things help. Um, on on that on that statement, James, they mentioned offering two hundred k. I think eighteen months ago or something, and and Declan Rice having rejected it or, or whatever word they used. When I saw that, I just thought to myself, and I'll ask you, you three now, if if he's rejected two hundred k at West Ham, does that mean he's going to be on more at his next club? And obviously, we hope that his next club is Arsenal. And would it be a worthwhile move to put him on more because that would essentially mean. He's up there with the Sackers, I think maybe with Jesus and Saliba. as the as the highest. Yes, Saliba. I mean, we're going to get into that shortly as well because that's a, that's a great piece of news. I think that's as big as any signing we could have made, um, and I think it deserves its own segment. But what is is Rice deserving of two hundred k plus? I'll throw that you... to Jordan because yeah. I, I think Jordan's the most skeptical of the transfer of the four of us. Uh, yeah. Uh, um... 
I mean, I think it's a bit dangerous when you're putting a new signing that isn't coming from another big boy as your top earner or one of your top earners straight away. Now, if that's what they've got to do to get the deal done, then that's what they've got to do. But it's not like we're signing a player from Real Madrid or Barcelona, an established superstar where you're like, okay, you're coming in the door, you're getting that, you're in that top bracket early. Fair enough. Declan Rice is coming from West Ham, with all due respect. And although the club rate him highly and it's a £100 million transfer, yeah, if, if as a fan, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm caring less, a little bit less and less about what people get paid now because yeah. whatever. But I think 200 grand a week says that you're on Saka level. I know Saka's on 250 plus bonuses, I think it is. The you, hear, you, hear, you hear very uh, it, uh, no one really knows but no, 200, no, 250, no. 290 with bonuses whatever but it is but he's definitely going into our, our highest earners bracket um, and the club clearly think that he's the guy so I, I don't but if the club think he's the guy then I guess you've got to reflect that in his wages so I'm just more focused on why hasn't it done yet why hasn't yeah. it done yet like every, as I say this every summer Arsenal seems to be the only team that take weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks to get a bid in in the time that Man City and Chelsea a week, Liverpool, it's done. McAllister's been well, done. It's been, it's been quite quick, though. McAllister well, had some sort of weird release clause that still we don't really right, true, understand what true, it is. But, but like, but I think, um, I think I'm, I'm going to give Arsenal credit. They've done, oh. they've done really well on this. They've been working on this since early in the year. It's got Sh- them ahead of the rest James of the Turkish, Sorry, Turkish just said the club have agreed of a wage, but not a fee. It's been it's been months we've known we're linked with him. Why is this? Not, I, I t- take your point about the final, respecting that that time and that period and and, and their priorities. I mm. get that, but the final was a week ago now. Now they're still, now, we're still now, at bid stage. Now What's they're going res- on. Now they're respecting international duty. If you listen oh, to this is not big club moves. <laughs> I did see a joke tweet that was very funny. They were like, "And Arsenal will respect Chelsea by not putting in a bid for Casado so they can get them." <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's it was, just long. It was funny. Why is it still not done? No, I think it's easy. The fact of the matter is, he's agreed, and he? He, he he has turned around to to West Ham and said he wants Arsenal. Right, so that's it. You know what I mean? Like iron it out, sort it out. It's a uh, contract now, not like they used to be. I'll get it all signed and all that. There's there's other things that go into it, like you know. But Lee, other teams get it done quickly. Chelsea, Liverpool, City, they get their contracts done within a week. Don't forget the window's not even open yet. So I'm talking previous yeah, exactly. So they might, they might have signed yet. You don't know. You know what I mean? All these things that go on there, like, you know what I mean? They're all, they're all, could be all done and dusted. We could come out and mention it within the next day or so that it's gone. Can't do, they can't do medicals and things like that at the moment because uh, he's on international duty. I know that he may, may laugh at that, but he is. You know what I mean? Like, and also don't forget, uh, with these players at the moment, no, 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 no. These players at the moment have got three, three, three weeks off before they're back in. Three weeks before they're back in. So uh, a lot of them have took a week before they've gone on. They had a week away break. You know what I mean? Get a break. You know on, on all that. Life, get it. You, you met know. Aaron Ramsdale in Portugal. <laughs> no, well, I'm just saying that they they do. I'm not nothing to do with that. They they, they need to have a break. I think Pep no, turned around no, and said to him, "They've only got they've only got three weeks off before they have to go again." You know what I mean? Like because of the World Cup this season, it's a short, short summer. So you know, these these things are. I I think Arsenal. Let's listen. Everybody was saying that uh, Shaka, oh, he's gone and all that. He ain't gone yet. You know what I mean? Like everything's agreed. It, it, you know what? Actually, you, so sorry to cut you, Lee. I'll do a Jordan right now. But you've raised a great point because if the club was so confident in themselves and in getting deals done, why wouldn't we just let Shaka go? Why are we holding on until the deal is done? What sense does that make? Because even if the Rice deal falls through, let's say worst case scenario, does that mean we're holding on to Jacka, who's already agreed to sign for another well, club? Don't, don't forget, Turkish, the, the one also, I know this sounds silly and all that, like they don't sign actually now. The, the contract will, will be from the from July the 1st, you know what I mean? Mm. So I don't know. I don't know. So, you know, it's, it's no good, like, um, you know, whatever happens, Shackle gets paid to the end of June. Whatever happens, you know what I mean? So he might have actually signed for, for him and they won't announce it to whenever. I don't know. That's a but really don't good point. These players don't, don't actually sign these contracts uh, and, and they start from the 1st of July. 
that, that's, hope... actually, that's actually a very good point, Lee. Um, you're right. It, so actually, it doesn't really matter too much as long as they're in before pre-season. I, do, I think we've been very harsh on the club here, guys. They... I think you've been very nice. What? Uh, Why? It's not... Uh, we we because, don't kick because... the ball for another month. The, no, no, the no, no, player no. has all but agreed. Where I'd agree with you, where I'll agree with you is if David Ornstein... Who, who he always comes out with the sort of confirmation news and all that. If he comes out and his, his next bit of update, his next update is Arsenal have ninety million pound bid rejected, but feeling is deal will get done around ninety five hundred million. I'll be like, oh come on. Then I'll be then I'll be like, what are we doing? Like we we've sat at the table with them only to put in a bid that's got rejected. Then I'll start getting wound up. Then I'll start thinking we haven't learned anything. But I I expect that the next big update from a Romano or an Ornstein will be. Deal agreed. De- deal agreed for Declan Rice. That I think will be the next update. It won't be about bids going in. It won't be about a back and forth. It will be everything's yeah, in place. Done. The money's I, done. I, they know what it is. Done. I hope that when we finish this podcast a couple of hours later, that tweet comes out or that information comes out, and I look silly. And the deal's been done. Cool. But I'm just like the fact that we kind of all know that Rice wants to come to Arsenal. They've been tracking him for a few months now. The final's kind of been and gone. That makes the deal for me easier to do. You don't no, have to try and convince him. West he Ham wants have to FNP come. FNP issues. So, so, so okay. West Ham want a certain amount up front, but they also mm. actually want a large chunk of it to come for the next summer because of the balance in the books. By 2025, they said, didn't it? Yeah, and obviously Arsenal have their own budgeting to think about you know well if 50 million of the budget is going up front on this we were looking at more 40 million up front all that so i think that i think i think it's all largely agreed it's going to be about 95 million with certain add-ons but it's the breakup of all that and these things can be complicated so i'm not worried i'm not i'm really not worried about it, especially when they've tied down other players like saliba we've mentioned i'm thinking that's great that's put my mind at ease then we're working on this mm. apparently we're interested in caicedo i'm genuinely i'm happy with how we started this window Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Window has opened today, like you said. Um, July 1st, I think that's when the registration begins for a new club. If a player does sign, Lee's right there. So we'll see. We'll be here once a week, every week. Make sure you hit the like button, people. Let's get up to a 1,000. And his name was mentioned from one, Declan Rice, where we're waiting on the update. We're waiting on the deal agreed tweet from Romano to another player, Saliba, who we've been waiting on for a long time in terms of a new contract. It seems to have been done. I think it's David Ornstein that announced it a few really? days ago. But as mentioned earlier, that's as big as any signing Arsenal yeah. could have made this window, securing Saliba, because Saka and Martinelli are a bit different. They've got, you know, a, a bit more loyalty to Arsenal in terms of their breakthrough and consistent game time and, you know, the club fully supporting and developing them, whereas Saliba was loaned that for the first three years of his five-year contract. And there was doubts about whether... He was happy about all of that, but he signed. He signed a new contract. Jordan, I know you was very dubious about it. So was I. You got mm. your hand up. Yeah, I was gonna say it's also it's also different to uh, Martinelli and Saka in that it's easier to find top wingers than it is top centre backs. Yeah. If if worst case Saka and Martinelli had gone this summer, we'd be gutted. That would be a massive blow. But I just think it's easier to find top wingers than it is to find a top young centre-back. So you lose Saliba, that for me, is that, that's huge. So I think that's another reason why this signing of the three is probably the most important one. Um, uh, but yeah, you're right. I've didn't. I, I, I had a, I've been saying for a year now, I had a, just a horrible feeling. He may leave. The, 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 getting close again to the last year kind of concerns me. And I think it is, yes, the club should be congratulated on getting the deal done. The fact that we've gone so close to the wire again with a year to go says to me, what's going on there? Are we learning lessons? Because let's let's just say Paris come in with a bid for 100 mil and offer him 250 a week. That might have turned his head. So I, I don't know. But the deal's been done. I think he's I think he's phenomenal. I think he's a great prospect. I think all, all, all going well. We're looking at a top five centre-back in the next three or four years in, in yeah. world football. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, great deal. I've got to say, massive credit to the Arsenal out of handled the situation with Saliba. Like, you know, I think it, people go on about the loan things and all that. I think it was fantastic to get him out on loan. I agree. Learn his trade away from the pressures of playing from Arsenal. I think they've done that, timed that to perfection. Also, going into the last year of his contract, they haven't spent that million, they've saved themselves a few million pounds in 
in wages and everything like that. I know he's made it up now and whatever like, but they, I, I think they've played this absolutely fantastic. And one of the greatest things that they've that a lot of people have looked at Saliba and and and, and try to better Arsenal a little bit, Arteta, the way it's been handled and everything like that. Oh, you know, the way he's been treated and all that. If he felt he was being treated poorly or whatever, he wouldn't have signed that contract. He would have, he would have gone. But he's obviously happy at Arsenal. Probably the one thing that he would probably say he was frustrated with the loans because he felt he wanted to play at Arsenal. But I think they've handled this fantastically well. And he's come into the Arsenal team, not raw. He's come into the Arsenal team as a 21-year-old ready to play in the Premier League. Fair play to him, credit. And I, I'm, when that came through, I, I, I jumped in the swimming pool and cheered because that, yeah, that yeah, is a big... Uh, that, that one for me... I think is the, 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 was the, the massive one. I think he is yeah. the potentially world class. I know Saka and everything like that, but I do think that this this guy is going to go to the very very top. When I see him play, I've not been excited watching a centre half play for Arsenal for a very 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 long time. Mm, I agree. Completely. I am. Um, I love the idea of uh, the news coming through to Lee judges and him going. Aaron, you wouldn't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you tell me? <laughs> we we dived in at the same time, like, you know what I mean? So. Um, I think it's great. Um, I asked a question uh, on Fan Zone Turkish, the one, the one uh, you do on a Monday, about whether Arsenal were acting like a big club. I didn't really know what I meant when I asked that. I just asked it because that's what people say, Arsenal act like a big club. And I thought, okay, well, trying to sign a midfielder for 100 million and tying down your best prospects. I guess that might count um but i think the big thing is um i don't know why i'm always so careful about the way i say this i think because i, I don't always like to talk about what players earn um because it i think people feel like maybe you're judging too much and i think listen go you do you and all that but the fact that arsenal have put martinelli saka saka and saliba in particular on very or reportedly very big contracts when it's more based on their potential than actually what they're doing right now. Saka has been for three, four years, our best player. So I get it. Saliba's had one season in the Premier League with us. So we're sort of betting on their, on them to grow on this immense potential they've shown in this ama- immense season they both had and keep going. Because it's a lot of money we're putting them on, a lot. Mm. But I think that's great. I think that's brilliant. Good on them. And I think good on the club for betting on their young players and also getting to a point where they're going, yeah, we will we will put you on par with some of the big contracts around Europe, um, yeah. you know, within reason. And, um, and we will show you that at a young age, we're willing to back you that much because they're young. What does their contract look like at 24, 25? That's a question to be asked. But ultimately yeah. also going, well, we'll deal with that when it comes. You know, we want to keep them now. We want to win. Them. Fantastic point. How long is the contract? Is it four or five years? Four years for both. Four years, four years for both. And some yeah, people were slightly concerned by that. But, but, but another great point was made on Twitter. So where Twitter can be great. They're saying, well, doesn't that show that Arsenal are also showing the players that they're putting themselves under pressure to win mm. within two years? Yeah, because... uh, mm. some, some great points here, James. And I'll tell you what, you're, you're dead right what you're saying there. I do think that that is like, there's got to be conversations had when they're signing these contracts, what, what what's the ambition of the football club? What is it like? You know what I mean? Well, we're, I, I, we're telling you the ambition. And, and if Arsenal play their cards right, and can, like, if Arsenal go in really big this season, I mean 200, 300 million, just say, for instance, hear me out on this, right? For the next three or four years, they've only got to go like 30 million here, 40 million here for a player and everything like that because the players are there. They're going to grow. I think for five years, if Arsenal get this right in this transfer window this season, for the next five seasons, Arsenal and and us as fans could have a fantastic ride if we get it right this summer. Because say if we we spend, what do we need next season? Well, we might need to just um, replace a couple of squad players. You know what I mean? Like, actually, we wouldn't have to spend no money. We sell someone, bring someone in. We wouldn't, the club would not have to go mad in the transfer window for three or four years because they're all there, all growing, all getting better. And I, I think this is a massive, massive opportunity this summer to really nail it home. And I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that's what the conversations are. Look, let's go big now because in the next three or four years, we don't have to. I think the Saliba deal as well also shows, because I, I mentioned that I had some concerns about his back issue. 
And I think the club are not going to tie him down to a long-term deal if they thought the back issue was something to be yeah. long-term concerned about. So that may, that kind of aligns my fears. But to Lee's point there, if you fast forward to next summer, I think it's a really good point Lee makes there. If you start flushing out the Deadwood this summer, just the kind of squad players, fast forward to next summer, I can't think of any player right now that I'm thinking next year he'll have to go. Maybe Vieira, if he doesn't work out this season. But there's not that many players I can think of that I'm like, yeah, he'd have to go. So yeah. to Lee's so to Lee's point, it, it, they could save themselves money in the long term by going big in the short term and just making small tweaks rather than wholesale ins and outs. Yeah, we're gonna have to make room for Kylian Mbappe next summer. But that's yeah. true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's I true. think we can do that. That's true. That's true. Check out my five pathetic reasons why he should join out on AFTV now. It was funny when you put that in the group and asked for serious answers to the questions, and I gave you the most serious. And I thought, shit, I, I am really the party pooper, aren't I? But <laughs> I, re- I replied, like, do you want me to scrap this video then? Like, <laughs> <laughs> each to their own, mate. I now have. I was asking for a fifth point. I I left the chat with zero points to make. <laughs> um, yeah, man, come make it Haaland versus Mbappe. Oh. That would be mad. That would oh, be mad. Sell Eddie, give him the 14, and we're back. We are back. Because any team Mbappe goes to is a contender. Just, just on that, though, just kind of for, just indulge it for a second. Why are we in for Mbappe? Is that a deal that actually is crazy to think we could be in for? I actually you know, don't think it's crazy to think we that we should be. Yeah. You know what? There's a, there's a gentleman on Twitter that we used to disagree quite a bit, but respectfully disagree. And he's tend he, he's kind of been proven right in terms of his his projection over of Arsenal over the last couple of years. And his name is Mo. And recently he'd had a tweet where he said, Would you spend 120 million on Mbappe? Yes. So at the end of his contract, if you was to offer that 120 million directly to him, as well as a package of 300k a week wages, that essentially works at 800k a week over a four or five year contract with the 120 million bonus. It's well within our limits if if it's a free transfer. If if he moves on this summer for a hefty fee, that's where I kind of doubt Arsenal go in. No, I think the opposite. I, I think you've got a better chance of getting in this summer. I think on a free, he ain't coming to Arsenal. And also, he'd want more than 300k. You, know, you won't get him back for 300k. That's why he's doing it, Jordan. That's why he's very, very clever. He knows that if he he can't, if he leaves now, there's not many teams that yeah, are yeah, in for yeah. him. He knows that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think there's any team that can, can afford to pay 150 mm. million plus what his wages are, like, you know. Uh, so he knows that. So, um, he he's gonna he he's basically wants to get a free transfer or his agents do, so that they can get get him around. He can go anywhere then. Yeah, At the I moment, think, he's I, actually I think like Barcelona sell all sorts of. I think he'll resign media rights and things in their club to get signings through the door. I think if a Real Madrid want Mbappe, if a Man United want Mbappe, if I just think they'll find a way somehow. But it's for Arsenal to find a way to do it now. I mean, we've waited long enough. We moved into the Emirates to compete with Bayern Munich and Europe's elite. This would be competing. Come on, Thierry. Get in his ear and get to work, yeah? Or Saliba. It's Thierry. Any of them, whoever it is. Perez, Petit, Vieira. Speak (laughs) to your boy. But you know what? I know you laugh at that. Gallas. I do think that maybe he liked Arsenal because of all that players back in the day. Um, a lot of French players, a lot of French people that I meet now, like you know, what I mean, that turn around and go, I support Arsenal because of Perez, Henri, Vieira, depending on how old they are, you know, what I mean, of, of, of going that route. Like, that's that's there is a connection between France and Arsenal. I think that's worn off a little bit. I think, yeah, I think maybe that... over the last few years, yeah, but <laughs> I think Mbappé... you know, they're still watching it when they were kids. Where is Mbappe? Still... 24 years, and mm. our last title was 19 years ago, so I think he just. Mm. He just about made the wave of, of you know, knowing Thierry Henry and what he'd done at Arsenal <laughs> yeah. and the French contingent, but then himself seeing how Arsenal have fallen off. So, I don't know. 20, I don't know. Is it, you know, when you think about it, it's ridiculous, and it? it's 20 years, it'd be 20 years. If, if you just City get me, him, it's embarrassing. If you just if said City to get me, him, like, then forget it. Yeah, if you just said forget to me, everything. walking out after we won the, the Invincible League, if someone would have come up to you like horrible West Ham fan or Spurs fan I said to him don't worry but enjoy it enjoy it judges because the next 20 years you ain't going to win it I would have said who are you on you know what I mean yeah. like, I would never have 
gone down that, you know, 20 years. I would never have thought that. It's incredible how quick it's gone. I've never, I've never experienced winning a league title. Oh, no. that's crazy. That is yeah, fucking crazy. Well, is you're, you're older than 20, aren't you? No, I know, but I, I was I was a late bloomer into football. I was uh, about 10, 11 when I started to actually get into it. So, so my first, the first game I remember was the Champions League final. So I'm, I'm basically the bad. What a way to start. Yeah. What a way to start. <laughs> really? <laughs> despite losing. No always bottom of the league. <laughs> What's that? No wonder you're always bottom of the league. Uh, whatever correlation there is there. So you, you miss the party every time, don't you? Like, you know what I mean? Perhaps you should yeah. go with Jordan on a couple of parades. <laughs> They're fun. Hey, listen, They're we're fun. gonna bearing in mind the time, we're gonna keep it moving. I did, I did want to mention that that Cronkay's one of Cronkay's franchises, Denver Nuggets, have won an NBA title. I think it's their first NBA title, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it is. It's 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 one, I think, isn't it? He's won everything yet. now, apart from yeah. for well, their first ever. I, I might be confusing their teams, but maybe I've been recent. Yeah. <laughs> kind me. of builds on the recent theme of of their sports franchises turning into a success, and you know, LA Rams. I think the Stanley Cup was won recently. Now yeah, an NBA yeah. title. Listen, Turkish, call it what it is. It's it's continuing the recent theme of KSE being the greatest owners in sport. Hmm. You know what? As the host, if I could leave, I'd leave right now, but. I'm, I'm, I'm going to remain professional. I'm going to remain professional right now. Hang in there, Turkey. Now looking at Arsenal's got to be next, isn't it? You know, that's the next project. Well, or, or, see that big list that everyone like rattles off of in 2021, this, and in 2022, the LA Rams. And on the, right, what if there's some, I don't know, KSE owned golf pro who's thinking, ah, oh, 2024 must be my year. Because in 2020, Arsenal won the FA Cup. <laughs> and then in 2021, so maybe we've had our moment. Maybe we've had our moment. Maybe we've had our moment. What fucking moment, mate? What fucking moment? I love the FA Cup, though. I do love the FA Cup. Yeah, I no, never I put down the FA Cup. That's ours. But it's time for the Premier Leagues and the Champions League to start yeah. finding its way around the Emirates. That's that's for sure. Um, and the Declan Rice, the William Saliba contract, the Kylian Mbappe deal, that would show positive signs towards that goal. But we did say at the beginning of the show, we are going to predict game week one fixtures before we do comments of the day to wrap it up. We're 50 minutes in. We should have hit a thousand likes by now, people. If we haven't, scroll down, hit the like button, scroll back up and join us in predicting tomorrow's Premier League game week one fixtures. I say tomorrow, they're released tomorrow at 9am. We will be live here on AFTV. Make sure you subscribe, put the notification bell on. And why don't you join in and make your predictions in the comment section below as well. The 10... Premier League fixtures in game week one. We've all had a look. We've all noted down our list. Who wants to go first? Should we just go around from me to Jordan to Lee to James? Yep, go for it. Cool. Lads, if you could do me a favour and just screenshot your fixtures and send it to me rather than mm -hmm. me having to rewatch and and note down every single fixture, that would help come the end of the show. I've gone for Arsenal Burnley. Chelsea, Man City. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to react to this like it's the real fixture. Chelsea, Man City. So Arsenal play at home to companies Burnley. The protégés from Man City, Arteta versus company in full effect. We'll see how that Friday one. night game, no doubt. Potentially. Then we've got the big one. We've got Chelsea versus Manchester City. A big six fixture. Man United versus Fulham. Bournemouth versus Liverpool. Brentford versus Tottenham, West Ham Wolves, Forest Villa, Luton, Newcastle, Brighton, Sheffield United, and Palace versus Everton. That's my fixtures. I'll put it in the WhatsApp group. Now. Oh, that that is so mad. <laughs> Over to you, Jordan. Over to you. So I was going to go. My first thing was Arsenal Burnley. Then I changed it last second to um, I've got Arsenal away to Brighton on the first day of the season. I've got that. I think the first game of the season on a Friday night is going to be Luton Newcastle. I've got that as well. I, I, I've got yeah, Luton Newcastle. Me already, Jordan. No, I've, I've, I've got it. I've got it here. Luton Newcastle. I've got. I've got Chelsea Tottenham. I'm just going to go for like a really freak opening day, Pochettino derby type thing. I don't know. It's, it's a long shot. What an opening weekend! Oh. Yeah, that would be mad. So I've got Chelsea Tottenham. I've got Burnley Liverpool. 
I've got Everton Villa. I've got Man City at home to Sheffield United. I've also got West Ham Wolves, Forest Manchester United, Brentford Palace, and Fulham versus Bournemouth. Hmm. That's okay. my list. Okay. Okay. So we've got one one Newcastle there. Aside from that, it's all different. Lee? Yeah, mine's all different. I, I think I've gone Arsenal at home to Sheffield United. And um, I've gone for Arsenal at home because they've been away for the last two. So that's why I went down that route. It's been away for loads of them, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's been a couple. I think Leicester was the last time we was at home. It was a fourth three on a Friday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Lacazette header. So, I've gone for a couple of big ones, like a couple of uh, a local derby: Villa versus Forest. Okay. Chelsea versus Wolves. I think they're going to be nice to Pochettino. Burnley versus Manchester United. Manchester City versus Spurs. I think they will do one big one. Well, it'll be one big. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, so that's the one I've gone for there. Luton, I think they're going to go at home to Everton, Fulham versus Liverpool, Bournemouth versus Palace, Newcastle versus Brighton, and finally, a local derby to finish off Brentford versus West Ham. It's a lovely set of fixtures. It's not a local derby, it's East v West, yeah, London, London derby. Okay. Sorry. I said local derby, sorry. Because you know all about West Ham's fiction. <laughs> he knows exactly where it is. Exactly where it is. You know what I mean? Like, Postcode the lots, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, that ain't no fucking rivals, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're not our rivals. <laughs> Go on, James. I've gone Everton versus Arsenal. Oh, well, we lost you, mate. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Say that again. Did you lose me? Oh, I did. Yeah. Sorry, is that just me? Sorry. No, no, Everton Arsenal. We got that. Oh, I did. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Well, Turkish heard me. The other two didn't. All right. Um, Everton versus Arsenal. <clears throat> Liverpool versus Luton. Villa versus Bournemouth. Forest versus Newcastle. Tottenham versus West Ham. Your real rivals. Uh, Burnley versus Fulham. Palace versus Man City. Man United versus Sheffield United. Wolves versus Brighton. And Brentford versus Chelsea. Oh, nice, nice. Nothing nice, exciting nice. about it, just a, a standard opening weekend. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, well, listen, there's no logic to this. It's all a guessing game, so we'll, we'll, we'll actually see what happens. Do you, do, you, do you think they, you know, it, it, it's not so much a guessing game for them. It's not really done potluck. It's, it's more... You know, that's what they say but i just think there's so much money on the line i just find it difficult to believe that they yeah. leave it to risk or so leave it to random computers i, I don't know i don't want to cast any versions but last, like, for, there's, there's two examples from the last two seasons we both started friday night away from home and this calendar year arsenal tottenham and man united man city were on the same weekend i think that this just I can't imagine a computer managed to pull that gem out of a bag. I think um, I think things like Arsenal playing Palace on the Friday night, I think that is decided by the TV broadcasters. I think they're given the oh, yeah, 10 yeah. fixtures and they go, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. that for sure. Um, which I also don't think is really right. I mean, look, listen, people might think I'm being pathetic or whatever, but... Of course, it's different playing on a Friday night opening weekend and yeah, all eyes compared to 3 p.m. on a Saturday. But whatever. So, I'm sure. I'm well, sure Arsenal they will do it. There, there, there will be one, wouldn't there? I, I think that because Arsenal uh, won their last one, maybe that they won't go down that route. Yeah. They certainly won't go down Arsenal route if they're at home. If, they're, if, if we get pulled out against, you know, like Everton away, I can see them doing it then. It'll be Luton. Front, front, I guarantee you, I, I put good money on the first game of the season on TV will be, if Luton are at home, if Luton are at home, that'll be the opening game of the season. Yeah. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. I can yeah. see them getting one of the big six on Newcastle. Like We both predicted Newcastle, Jordan. And just a heads up for the viewers and supporters out there, the points we get from these predictions will be added at the start of the season on our prediction table. So, for example, I've gone with Arsenal Burnley. If the fixture comes out as Burnley-Arsenal, I get one point. If the fixture comes out as Arsenal-Burnley, I get three points. All points will be added to the prediction table as a head start to the season. So we'll see. Because, listen, I'm tired of winning. These lot are tired of me winning. They're trying to find a way to kind <laughs> of catch guy. up. 
This guy. Yeah, I would I would bring up the prediction table now, but it didn't end well last show when I did that. <laughs> and, you know, so you know we'll keep it moving. We'll keep it moving. Let us know your predictions in the comment section below. The fixtures do come out 9 p.m. tomorrow. James and potentially me and a few others will be live, so make sure you're here. Notification bell on. And let's end with comments of the day. Lee made a request to go first this week. So, Lee, over to you, my man. Yeah, um, this is from Jack Hardy, 182. Oh, it's the classic. Sad. It is the best one of all. I think the this Blake needs a prize of some sort. Like I was watching Tactical Insight last night when my wife walked in. I had to quickly turn it on to some porn to hide my embarrassment. <laughs> 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 I didn't see that one. I missed that one. I actually didn't see that one either. I missed that one. Oh, it is an absolute gem. Oh, Jack, I love you. Um, and we need to sort something out for Jack because that was absolute. I actually was drinking my coffee. When I had it, I, I, you know, I spilled all my coffee and all that. And the people must have been looking at me while I was laughing at my phone so much. But well done, brilliant. <laughs> It's genius. You're shameless, though, Lee, because I saw that comment. I even replied on the AFTV account. So, so you know, you just got to nicked it. Unbelievable. <laughs> no, I, no, come on, I'm going to make that one. I? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> no, that's top, top comment, you know. That's definitely the comment of post-season slash pre I, I, I honestly yeah, think it's it is the comment. It's absolute genius. And this is what I love about the comments. That is genius. You know what I mean? Like, to think of saying like that. I know. So, well played. Well played. Have we got you know an AFTV you know moment so we can send him? You know what we've got to do one day? A, a mean tweets kind of thing, mean comments. I think I think that'll, that'll go down well. I don't know if you've seen those videos before, but I, I think, you know, we'll plan something like that in. Yeah, yeah like, Jack, fun. if you can get in touch, we'll, we'll try and get you a, a mug or something like or, or something like, you know. Um, I don't know if they do a tactical insight mug, do they? <laughs> no, you've got James. <laughs> I was going to say, you got there before me. <laughs> Very original. <laughs> be nice. Be nice. Sorry, James. Sorry. Sorry, oh, James. Funny, yeah, sorry, James. Sorry. It's all right. So I feel really my, bad now. My comment is from um, Runjan, and he says, This is the best show on AFTV. Make it 90 minutes or longer. Don't curtail <coughs> the discussion and banter. The latter mm -hmm. is part of the unique charm and rapport the four of you have. P.S. Turkish to free Pete next season. Free Pete talk, yeah. Jeez, uh, yeah, let it down. Yeah, let himself down at the end there, didn't he? He not, did. You know? He did. It was going so well. Yeah, it going going well it's coming home, mate. It's coming home. 115 oh, charges geez. or not, it's coming home. 115 charges. Yeah, you've had about as many as that. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. I've got a good lawyer, mate. I've got a good lawyer, like Man City. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's man. I'm gonna find mine. You go, you go next, James. I'm gonna try and find. Nah, Lee's nick mine. I was thought yours. Okay, Edmund. Yeah. All right. My one was simply um, can't wait to see Ben Rice and Declan White play together. We're going to win the league next season. Come <laughs> on, you <laughs> I don't know why. I went Ben Rice instead of Ben Rice. I don't know. You, know what I mean? you say that in the last episode. <laughs> ben Rice. I don't know why I yeah. said Ben Rice. <laughs> I meant to say Ben White or, or Declan Rice. One of the two. Declan White. <laughs> Damn, they don't let you get away with anything. They don't let you get away with anything, do they? Like, you know what I mean? Just so you think you've got away with it, like, you know what I mean? I like that one. I like that well, one. soon, you know what? We've got to make a starting 11 of Lee, Cecil and Robbie Howlers. <laughs> Starting eleven, you can make a twenty-five man squad, but yeah, you're being nice. <laughs> we we actually have to, like from Vincenzas to Victorious, <laughs> Ben Rice in midfield. It will be unbelievable. We got Monroe Ch in there. Chinchenko. Yeah, Chinchenko. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gino. Yeah, Janino. <laughs> so many. G G. <laughs> Oh, oh, I remember when Cecil did his welcome video for Leandro Trossard. He's he opened the video calling him Leonardo Trossard, Leonardo. <laughs> and then he ended it calling him something else. It still wasn't Leandro, it was like Lando or something. Like he just never he called him two different names, never the right one. Leo, so for me, <laughs> Leo. <laughs> Go on, James. What's your comment of the day? No, I genuinely don't have one. He nicked mine. Well, you don't have a backup. 
No, it was wild card. Very professional of you, isn't it? Very unprofessional. Well, I think that just shows you. Professionals. I was in the comments, liking comments and replying to all them, so they all feel loved and appreciated by us. I like that. I like that. And lead judges went, oh, I like that. I'll nick it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I guess James don't have one. Outrageous. Outrageous. Just so, well, there, were, there are actually lots of great ones. I was I was having a good old chuckle going through them. There's week. always there's always lots of great ones. That's the beauty of beauty of this show as well. That's the thing. Um, we're, we're looking at more ways to get the comment section involved, the support mm. involved, and and we're gonna be, you know, we we've taken some ideas from the comment section, and we're gonna be coming up with our own ideas throughout preseason. Add another factor into it next season. We'll see how that one goes. But listen, as always. Big up Jordan, big up Lee, big up James. Can we just, sorry, always, can we just, sorry, 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 no, no, sorry, 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 it's fun interruption. I just want to remind everyone, because I've got friends that watch the pod, but they don't know, they don't know that it's on Did audio as well. West Ham? Oh, wow. Is that what we're doing? Is that, is that what we're doing, Turkey? Hell, <laughs> hammer. <laughs> just to remind people, it's on, it's on Spotify as well, so those can, on the go, listen to us and, and the show. Sorry. Last interruption. I just love the idea that we're all talking about Declan Rice joining and Jordan's actually talking about him leaving. That's why he's not keen on the deal. Yeah. <laughs> 100 million, is that it? We want 120. That's what Jordan's thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Bar- bargain. We're going to wrap it up here. We're going to be back next week as well. Hopefully there's some more rumours and deals done and everything we can talk about. Big up Jordan, big up Lee, big up James. This has been the Forever Arsenal podcast. Hit the like button if you haven't already. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you've got a notification bell on. And join us right here tomorrow, 9 a.m. for the fixture release of next season. And we'll see who predicted what right. Love for the love people. We're out. Sports Social Podcast Network.